Thank you for checking out the Life Church podcast. This week, we had the opportunity to have our senior pastor, Benjamin Salas, teach us a sermon following up on the vision. Enjoy. Well, my son and I, uh, Pastor Bud, we've been talking about this service now for uh, for a while. And uh, here's what we've learned so far. Every, every Sunday, uh, Pastor Bud gets up here and he talks to us on vision. Somebody say vision. vision. And we're going to continue today and try to bring this to a conclusion on vision. Somebody say vision. That's what we've been talking about. Vision. Hallelujah. Now, here's what we've learned already. First of all, vision's value. And what it does, it shows us who Jesus really is. Who God is. Okay? And if you just pay attention, it'll show you who you are. That's what vision is. And the second message dealt with Vision needs a vessel, and we're that vessel. Are you hearing me? God has a plan for our life. God has a destiny for our life. He just, we were not just created and left out there. God has a plan for you. You got the person next to you, no matter who it is, look or behind you and say, God has a plan for you. Come on, say it. God has a plan for you. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. And then the third one was, Vision is visible. It must be visible. God, this is the way God is. God wants to show up and show up. Did you hear me? God wants you to see how powerful he is. God wants to manifest his glory, his power in your life. He wants to. And he wants you to see it. Vision is visible. Now, that's what we've covered so far. So my job today, my assignment today, is to, to bring this to a conclusion. And uh, I want you to read Proverbs chapter 29. Did I say 28 or 29? 29. 29, Proverbs 29 and verse number 18. And we're going to read the text that Pastor Bud reads to us every Sunday, and it's important says, where there is no vision, the people perish. But he that keepeth the law, happy is he. Where there is no vision, the people perish. Okay, chazon, literally, the Hebrew word for vision is chazon. Literally means, watch this, a revelation, a sight, a dream, or an oracle. Vision is a revelation. It is a word from God. It's a revelation from God. So in other words, where there's no revelation from God, where there is no word from God, the people will perish. Are you hearing me? If you come to church and you do not hear from God, then church didn't come for you that day. When you come to church, you got to come. The word for, for the year is anticipation. Am I correct? You got to come to church, walking through those doors. As a matter of fact, the anticipation ought to start at home. You ought to wake up Sunday morning anticipating, anticipating, looking forward to hearing from God. Amen. 
Hallelujah. So this morning, if you do not get a revelation, if you do not get a word from God, then you just should stay home and sleep. Somebody say hallelujah. God wants to speak to you today. God wants to show you something today. So the word then, vision means a revelation, an oracle, or a word. And then there's a, another word in that same in that same text, it says, where there's no vision, the people perish. Now, the Greek word for perish, uh, the Hebrew word for perish is para. And para literally means to expose. Literally means to expose, to dismiss, to bring the knock, to refuse. So where there's no vision, your life will be exposed. Everybody's going to see who you really are. Where there's no word from God. Where there is no word, no revelation, no vision, then you're going to be refused. You got it. You got to have that vision. Now go to Habakkuk. These are the verses that we read. Uh, we read every... We've been reading every Sunday. Go to the, the book of Habakkuk. Somebody say hallelujah. Chapter 2. And the Lord answered me and said, write the vision. Why do you think we need to write it? You know, when you hear a word, you're going to remember it for an X amount of time. But when you write the word, you'll remember it even longer. Plus you have record of it. Did you understand that? So when God says where there's no vision, the people perish. Where there's no revelation, the people perish. Then later on he says, write the vision down. Write what you hear from God. Write the oracle. Write the revelation down. So you can remember it. Now watch what else it says. He says, Write the vision and make it plain on tablets that he may run that readeth it. You're going to write it down so you can keep reading what God is keep, will keep on saying to you. Hallelujah! Where there's no vision, now we already learned the value of vision, right? The vision will show you who God is, who Jesus is, or who you are. God has a plan for you. That's why you need to write down, write it down. Because God has a plan for your life. Hallelujah. Now I like verse number three. Look at verse number three. It says, for the vision is yet for an appointed time. Even though you don't see things happening right now, guess what? It's going to happen. It's going to happen. But at the end, it shall speak and not lie. Hallelujah. To make it plain, God's going to do what he says. That's vision. God's going to do what he said. And he's going to do it in whose life? Me. I'm the vessel. Did you hear that? And it will be visible. Not only is God going to fulfill his plan in my life, sister, but guess what? I'm going to watch God do it. Go with me to the book of 2 Chronicles. Go to chapter 19, 2 Chronicles, chapter 19. And I'm going to read one 
the last part of verse number four. Now this is this story that I'm going to share with you a story here. It's a young king in his 30s that has taken over the kingdom and his name is Jehoshaphat. And in chapter 19 of 2 Chronicles verse 4, and Jehoshaphat dwelled at Jerusalem and he went out again through the people from Beersheba to Mount Ephraim. Now watch this. And brought them back unto the Lord, God of their fathers. This is important. He takes over the kingdom and he wants the people to worship, to serve the God that their fathers worshiped and served. So he's making an attempt. He's making an effort to bring the people back to God. Now here is, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to drop vision into your heart right now. I'm going to give you a word that if you can grasp it, it will change your life from this moment on. If you can hear me right now, what I'm going to say, not with your mind, but with your spirit, God will change your life. This is revelation, what I'm going to share with you. This is revelation now. And I learned this not just through the word of God, but vision is visible. I have seen this over and over and over. Not just in my life, but in the lives of those people that I have ministered to. This is a revelation. This is, this is, this is true, what I'm going to tell you. Are you hearing me? That whenever you attempt to allow Jesus to be Lord of your life. The word this year is anticipation. Are you hearing me? Yes or no? Okay. This is a revelation from God. That when you attempt to allow Jesus to be Lord of your life, there's going to be retaliation. Something's going to happen. Second Chronicles. Chapter 20 now. And it came, verse number 1, And it came to pass also that the children of Moab and the children of Ammon and with them others besides the Ammonites came against Jehoshaphat to battle. This is a revelation now. This is a word from God. You got to see this in your spirit. That if you ever attempt to allow Jesus to be Lord of your life. The devil's going to come at you. He's going to attack you. The enemy is going to come. Are you hearing me? And it's going to happen all the time. Have you ever noticed. Those of you that have attempted. To allow Jesus Lord. Have you ever noticed that the moment you start getting closer to God. Things start messing up. Things start getting bad. Or if you're married, you start arguing more. If, if you got children, your children start acting up more. If you're working and, and making ends meet, all of a sudden you come to church and, and you see people giving in a, in a little envelope and, and the devil starts telling you, don't do it, don't do it. But, you know, you want Jesus to be Lord of your life. There must be something in it if everybody's doing it. So you raise your hand for an envelope and the usher comes by, which is my grandson, will come by and give you... You know, we, we need to get an usher that might maybe encourages us to give because he'll come by with them like this. 
right? So anyways, you take the envelope because everybody else is doing it. There must be something in it. And you, you're, you're in, a, in, a, in a point in your life. You want Jesus to be Lord and nothing else is starting to matter to you but Jesus. So you take an envelope and you put your offering in. Now, if you're not doing it, then obviously you're not attempting. You're not allowing to let Jesus be Lord. Because this is what happens to people that really want Jesus to be Lord. They want to give him everything. So it's not going to bother you to give. But have you ever noticed that when you start giving, all of a sudden, one sister says, you know, my money starts acting funny. Like all of a sudden, you lose a job. Or they cut back on your hours. And work just isn't what it is anymore. See that you ought to this is a revelation. That anytime you take a step to allow Jesus to be Lord, you can anticipate a retaliation from the end. The devil's not just gonna let you, you know, come to church and give and be blessed. You think that's what the devil's gonna do? It's gonna happen. The haters are gonna be like the pastor likes to say, the haters start coming out from everywhere. Did you understand that? It's going to happen. It's going to happen. But watch this. There's a, there's a little statement here that at first when I read it, I didn't bother to, to see what it meant. But there's a revelation here. Watch this. There's a vision here. There's something God wants you to see here. And it came to pass after this also that the children of Moab and the children of Ammon and with them others. Now who are these others? We know the Moabites, the Abernites. We know they came against Jehoshaphat, but who are these others? Because with them came who? Somebody say others. With them came who? Others. Who are these others? Well, down in verse number 10, it says, And now behold the children of Ammon and Moab and Mount Siri. Uh-oh. Siri been existing. You know that crazy woman, Siri? She was even in the Old Testament, dog. That's a crazy woman. Are you hearing me? I'm glad I ain't got Siri, because I, if I had Siri on my phone, it's enough dealing with just one woman in my life. Imagine dealing with two. Golly. So Mount Siri was inhabited by the Edomites, and the Edomites are the descendants of Esau. Esau was the grandson of Abraham, the man God chose to used to bring about his people. Watch this now. Abraham had a son named Isaac. Isaac had two sons. Esau and Jacob. Right? So then when the Bible said, but we read right here, watch this. In other words, Esau is kinfolk to Jehoshaphat. 
Because where it says, and with them others. Them others are kinfolk. Them others are family. Now, you better grasp what I'm about to say. The devil will use, the enemy will use anything and anybody to distract you. Even family. Did you hear that? When we first, when Sister Claude and I got saved, now watch how crazy this is. I was a drug addict. We were, I mean, I was, I, oh God, I can't even explain how bad my, my, my life was. I was crazy. I was, oh, it, it was bad. All of a sudden, say that. I was a dog. That was Sister Gloria's license. I keep telling her not to call me that. Call me a dog all the time. That's pretty bad. Don't, don't you think so, Brother Levi? Man, calling me a dog. But sometimes, some of you brothers deserve to be called. Oh. Anyways, I didn't deserve it. I was all messed up. And I got saved. Jesus came into my heart, changed my life. And from that moment on, all, all I could say, all, every word that come out of my mouth was Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Now watch this. In the midst of this awesome transformation in my life, brother. My friends started saying, Benny's crazy, man. Benny, something's wrong with Benny. You know, that brother toasted his brain. But while I was on drugs, nobody said nothing. But now I'm saying I'm taking no more drugs. And first it came from my friends. The people I used to get high with, they start saying I was crazy. I lost my mind. And, and that was ex to be expected according to the scripture. Anytime you allow Jesus to be Lord, you can anticipate a retaliation from who? The enemy. Yes. Those that you thought were your friends, you're going to find out they really weren't your friends. They're going to talk about you. They're going to cut you up, tear you down. Yep. Well, that's to be expected, doggone it. But you know what started happening? In my own house. My sisters started talking about me. My brothers started talking about me. My cousins, my uncles, they all were in agreement that I done lost my mind, sister. See, we can expect in this revelation, you got to learn this. You got to learn this. The apostle Paul put it this way. Though we walk in this flesh, we do not war after the flesh. In other words, there is a battle going on. And then later on he says, put on the whole armor of God. Why? Because we wrestle not against flesh and blood. There is a battle. The moment you decide to make Jesus Lord, there's a battle taking place. Are you hearing me? Are you hearing me? But listen, here comes the revelation behind all this. Then it doesn't matter if the enemy comes at you. You can expect that. But expect also from within the house. But now watch. Peter said the devil is like a roaring lion. He's not a lion, sister. The devil is not a lion. He is like a lion. The Bible talks about only one lion. And his name is Jesus. Somebody say his name is Jesus, hallelujah. See, that's what vision does. Vision, the value of 
vision is that it shows you who Jesus is. The apostle Peter, or Peter says that the enemy comes like a roaring lion, like a lion. But if you study the scripture, there's only one lion. The lion from the tribe of Judah. His name is? His name is? Come on, somebody say it. What's his name? It's Jesus. Hallelujah. James put it this way. James says, resist the devil. And now what he said, he says, submit yourself unto God. Resist the devil. And guess what? He will flee. Now the Greek word for flee, this is what the Greek word for flee means. It means to run with your tail between your legs. Did you hear that? Yes. We used to have a dog. Uh, of course, all my dogs after that, except the girl dog, all my dogs were named Toto. But when we were children, we had a dog named Toto. He was a big, he was a big, big German Shepherd, man. He, he, he grew up like, I mean, and he was vicious. Anybody go by our house and the dog would go crazy. I mean, he was a mean, vicious dog. And he started acting up sometimes. Even when we were out there playing, he'd get mad at us. And he started acting up. And Papa Salas, you know, I'm a little short guy, but Pops is even a little shorter than me. Right? Those of you that knew Papa, Papa Salas would walk out there and wouldn't he have to say nothing, brother? He'd just look at that mean, vicious German shepherd. Just look at him. And guess what the dog would do? You know, sometimes I used to have, I've had a number of people that I used to have to go out there and say, Shut up! Papa Silas used to walk out in the, in the backyard. He, sometimes if he had to walk out, he'd just open the door to the back. And that dog would see him. And guess what he would do? His tail go between his legs. And he'd bow down just like that. Just by, just by seeing pops. You know what James says? Now get this revelation now. You attempt to allow Jesus to be Lord, anticipate a retaliation, the devil's coming at you, but James says, resist the devil, and he's going to what? Flee! How? Like a defeated dog with his tail between his legs. Somebody better say hallelujah. That's vision! Somebody say hallelujah. That's vision. Let the devil come at me. Guess what? In Jesus' name, I resist you. He won't have no choice. That's right. Oh, hallelujah. I said hallelujah. hallelujah. Man. Thank you, Jesus. I told Sister Gloria I, I was sleeping last night. And I kept getting up. And I get up and I start praying. And this morning I told Gloria, I don't care who's in church. Shoot, I'm, I'm, I'm hyped. Hallelujah. You know why I was hyped, sister? Because I knew what I was going to talk about today. Hallelujah. And this is for you. This word is it's not for me. It's for you. Now watch this. So then, go down to verse number three. So we know that the Ammonites, right? And the Moabites and the others, which are the Edomites, the kinfolk, we know they're coming against him. And in verse 3 it says, And Jehoshaphat feared and set himself to seek 
the Lord and proclaim a fast throughout all Judah. We started this series. Pastor started this series declaring a fast. Did he not? Yes. Did he not? Yes. Why? Why a fast? Because number one, watch this, because number one, Pastor knew. He knows, he knows, he knows that throughout this year, the devil's going to try to distract you. He knows that. And he knows that when you fast and start seeking God, visions come. What is vision? I just told you. What is vision? It's revelation. It's a word from God. See, you should write that down. Because that's why Habakkuk says, write the vision down. You should write this. What is vision? It's a revelation. It's a word from God. That's the only thing that's going to change your life. Watch the revelation now here of Jehoshaphat the king. In chapter 19, he made up his mind, we're coming back to God. In chapter 19. But the moment he decided to come back to God, what happens in chapter 20, verse 1? The enemy came. The worst part about the enemy coming is that sometimes the enemy is in the camp. It's kid folk, it's family, right? right? And it made him afraid. He declared a fast and he's praying. And now watch, oh God, watch this. He begins to pray and he starts like this. He says, Oh Lord God of our fathers. It wasn't even his God, was it? Whose God was it? The God of our fathers. The extent of Jehoshaphat's revelation up to this point, watch this, is whatever God had done to his fathers, to his ancestors. That was the revelation he had. Whatever God did, in other words, he wasn't living in the past because his past was not involved. He was living in the past of his ancestors. All he knew about God was whatever God did with his ancestors. Now you hear it. And I'm going to tell you right now. <laughs> the extent of your revelation is going to determine the extent of the miracle, the manifestation in your life. If you're expecting God to do something just because he did it in my life, that ain't going to work. Did you hear me? Jehoshaphat, his revelation of God was whatever God had done with his ancestors. Now, it's not too bad. It's, it's pretty good if God has... Take, for instance, in our family. I've got family members that are not Christians. Are you hearing me? And we get together and, and we start talking and they'll say something along this line. Man, you remember Big Mama? Remember how Big Mama used to pray? Remember how Big Mama used to make us go to church? Remember how whenever we were having trouble, just called Big Mama? In other words, their revelation of God is whatever it was with who? With Big Mama. Now, we cannot allow that mistake to continue in our life. Just because grandpa 
Talking about myself here. Just because grandpa's pastor, that does not mean that you're all right with God. Does it? Eventually, you have to come to a point where it's between you and God. Not grandpa and God. Now, watch this. So his revelation then, at least he's starting out pretty good, right? Wouldn't you agree? Wouldn't you agree? He has a history. There's history in his life. Now watch this. So he says, And said, O Lord, our God of our fathers, are not the God of heaven? Are not thou God in heaven? And ruleth not thou over all the kingdoms of the heathens? In other words, he's saying, you're the God of my ancestors, but here's what we heard about you. How great and how awesome you are. That's pretty good. Right? Right? It's a pretty good revelation he had of God. Now watch this. And in thy hand is there not power and might so that none is able to withstand against thee? Now watch this. Watch how his revel. His prayer is revealing his revelation or his vision of God. That's what his prayer is doing. Now watch verse number seven. Art thou not our God? Uh-oh. He went from the God of our fathers now to whose God? Our God. All of us here. Now, you know, we, we've got a number of people missing here, but there is some here that can actually talk about our God here in this house. Let me, let me try to explain. In other words, we get together and we start talking about, oh, you remember when we used to have that praise and worship team and how God would move in our service and how God blessed our church and how God did great things where? Right here with who? With us. In other words, our revelation is a us. Our revelation is a we. Our revelation is a our. And that's pretty good. But listen to me, it's still not enough. Did you understand me? It's not good enough. It's good, it's good, it's good when I can get up here and say, the other day we were talking about Sister uh, Christopher's mama, Sister Sylvia, how, uh, you know, I've had a lot, when, when I was pastor, we had a lot of people come through here and, and you know, Sister Sylvia was unique all by herself. I'm telling you, this woman not once ever complained, really complained about what she did here. She never asked anybody for a ride. She'd catch the bus, it'd be freezing cold, and she had her own key, and, and she'd catch the bus and turn the alarm off, and she'd be here sometimes on Saturday all day cleaning the church. And sometimes we get together and we're talking about, oh, remember the sister. Hallelujah. Remember we used to do this. Remember how we would go out? Do you remember this, brother? When you was little, even if you didn't want to, what you have to do on Saturdays? Huh? Go out and pass them flyers out. Remember that? we go out and, and sat. Remember where's Brother Sam at? Oh, there he is. Remember that, Brother Sam? Remember that? And they get mad, wouldn't they, sister? 
But man, we get big fellows and you remember Brother Sam, we used to go out, we literally passed out thousands of flyers. Yes. Oh yeah, we did. Yeah, we did. We got we got pictures. Pastor just got pictures of things we used to do. Remember that, Chris? Man, we'd be out there, and and they get mad at me, sister. But I didn't care. You going anyway? I'm gonna tell your mom. And they all they want, all they all they would go. And here's what they all we'd be out there in the hot sun, sweating and doing this for the glory of God. And you know what I would do afterwards? Now you you you. You judge for yourself if I was mean or not. I'll take them to that little corner store right there <laughs> yeah. and buy them a big old Gatorade, whatever you wanted to drink. Yeah. And that's what they got. I mean, you remember that. They, they those were, right? And they were happy. <laughs> See, in other words, we, we got this revelation. We got this vision. We can, because vision means sight. We, we can see that when they were little, man, we were out there doing, we, together. That's what, that's what Jehoshaphat is saying here. You're a great God to our fathers. And now he starts out saying, are you not our God? Oh, see, in other words, vision. It's progressive. But you got to start somewhere listening to what God is saying because vision. You're not going to see it till you hear it. Vision is a word from God. That's what vision is. You hear it? Now watch this. Let me try to hurry up because I got, there's no way I'm going to finish it, but let me, let me get to this point right here. So he goes on to pray, okay? And then he says, verse number eight, uh, verse number nine, if when evil cometh upon us as a sword of judgment and pestilence and famine, we stand before thee. He's talking about a revelation no longer of our fathers, but ours. And then he says, for thy name is in this house, and we cry unto thee in our reflection. It's all about us now. Are you hearing me? Are you hearing me? Amen. Go down to verse number 12. Oh, our God, will thou not judge them? For we have no might against this great company that cometh against us. Neither know we what to do, but our eyes are upon you. Our eyes, he says. We don't know what to do. We just know you were a great God to our fathers. Now we're declaring you're a great God to us. We need your help. We don't know what to do. Verse 14. Somebody say this. Somebody say this. When you decide, watch the revelation now. When you decide to make Jesus Lord, what happens? What happens? The enemy what? He retaliates. When you decide to make Jesus Lord, this is a guarantee. The enemy's coming at you. Don't be afraid. Just pray. Now, this prayer shows us Jehoshaphat's vision. Right? So far, it's a vision of our Father. It's a vision of 
our, the God of our father, our God, then, say then, then something's going to take place. You can anticipate this, that if you set your heart to seek God, then, say then, then, say then, then God's going to answer. Here's what I've learned all these years of preaching. That if I make up my mind, sister, to seek God, I know the enemy's going to come at me. So what? If I seek him, if I seek him, then, then something will happen. Watch what happens here. Watch this. Then upon Jehaziel came the spirit of the Lord, the last part of verse 14, came the spirit of the Lord in the midst of the congregation. And he said, here comes a vision, because the vision is a revelation. It is a word. Watch what he said. And he said, hearken ye all Judah. Now here's what's amazing, that the word Judah literally means praise. So he's saying, okay, pay attention, people of praise. Pay attention, people of praise. Watch this. And all ye inhabitants of Jerusalem. In other words, he deals with the we. He deals with the us. He deals with the ours. Doesn't he? Because that's, the, that's, where, that's where Jehoshaphat's vision was. He was... He could only see what God has done for our fathers. He could only see the enemy coming and now all he could see was us asking for our God to help us. So the prophet, the spirit of God comes on the prophet and he says, first of all, let's deal with ours. Let's deal with the us. Let's deal with the we. That's the first one. And then he says, watch. And thou, King Jehoshaphat. This revelation is going to go from our father to ours to who? To the king. Did you get that? In other words, the vision, the vision, you got to be concerned with the vision in your life. What is God saying to you? Are you hearing me? Let me read, just let me read it so we can conclude. And here, he watch this now. And thou, King Jehoshaphat, thus saith the Lord unto you. This is for you, King. Don't be afraid. Let's deal with that fear. Don't be afraid. Get it out. Nor dismayed by reason of this great multitude. Now watch this. For the battle is not yours. That was the word that Jehoshaphat needed. The battle is not yours. And then he tells them, tomorrow, at, watch this, look at verse number 16. Tomorrow go out against them. Verse 17, you shall not need to fight in this battle. Watch the vision. It's for all the people, it's for all of us. But at the same time, it's for you. Don't you be afraid, king. Watch it. 
Because the battle's not even yours. Hallelujah. And all of a sudden the king says, tomorrow you're going to see. Because vision has to be visible. He said, tomorrow you're going to see. Once the prophet said that to the king, you know what the king did? He saw the vision. He saw it. We're going to go out tomorrow and this enemy is going to get conquered and we're not even going to have to fight. What shall we do now? You know what he did? Look at it. You know what he did? Verse 18, and Jehoshaphat bowed his head with his face to the ground. Once he saw the vision, once he got this word, he fell on, on the ground started worshiping God. Because he saw it. I'm worried about nothing. The enemy's coming at me, and I'm all afraid. I don't know what to do. Oh, God, what shall we do? What? We need help. You were so great to our fathers. You are, you got to help us. We don't know what to do in the midst of having this pity party, in the midst of being afraid and troubled, confused. Guess what? Then, somebody say then. Then. then God shows up, right, through the man of God, and he gives him the word. The battle, you're worried about nothing. Because you're not even going to have to fight tomorrow. So he starts worshiping God. And on tomorrow, guess what they did on tomorrow? He got all the men together, and instead of getting the army assembled, you know what he did? He says, you, you, and you, and he put together a praise and worship Hallelujah. team. Hallelujah. And instead of going out with their swords and their spears and their shields and their horses and their chariots, you know what they did? They went out giving praise and glory to God. Hallelujah. Why? Because he caught the vision. That's why. When you see now, vision, we're, we're not trying to, you know, pastor preached on vision four weeks, right? He's not trying to convince you to see the vision. Because you've got a vision. If you come here, What's vision? Somebody tell me what's vision. A revelation. A word from God. You see God's word. You, you keep coming here, you're going to see God's word. God's word at work. So we're not trying to convince you. We're just trying to motivate you. To get you to understand. To anticipate what God has already done. Are you hearing me? Don't be afraid. You can't pay your bill. You got a bad doctor's report. You don't have no money to do what you got to do. And the, your children are getting worse. Your marriage is messing up. You guys are fighting more than you. Don't worry about that. You know what you need to do? You need to see the vision. Hallelujah. Now, if you see the vision, see, here's what we're trying to get you to do. We're not trying to, we want you to see the vision. We're trying to motivate you to see the vision. But the vision's here. We're trying to get you to do the vision. That's what it is. The Bible says you're more than a conqueror. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. The Bible says you're more than a conqueror. 
Are you hearing me? The Bible says you're more than a conqueror. You know what that means? The Bible says greater is what? He that is in you. Hallelujah. Oh, see, you, we're trying to get you to live that vision. Live, that's what we're trying to do. Motivate you, convince you, help you to understand that you've got to live that vision. Hallelujah. And what's the vision? The battle is not even yours. We're in a fight. The Apostle Paul put it this way. I have fought the good fight. The good fight. It, they're in, we're in a fight, but it's a good fight. I said, it's a good fight. I said, it's a good fight. Hallelujah. I said, hallelujah, it's a good fight. A good fight is a fight that we win. We're not losers. We're the head, not the tail. We're above, not beneath. Are you hearing me? The Bible says that he will bless our going out and our coming in. Hallelujah. The Bible says everything you stretch your hand, it's going to be blessed. It's going to be blessed. It's going to be blessed. Hallelujah. There ain't no sense in worrying about it. No sense in, no sense in crying. Having a pity party. I want you to stand to your feet. I made it. I think I made it. Hallelujah. I, I didn't make, I didn't make, make the, the whole sermon. had to cut it up. But listen. Listen. What is vision? Vision has a value. Right? What's the value of the vision? It shows us who Jesus really is. Shows us who God, who God really is. Shows us who we are. Vision has a vessel. Who's the vessel? Yeah. We are. That means God has a plan, a destiny for you. The devil comes and tries to interfere. Are you hearing me? And then the third one was vision is visible. God wants to show up in your life, in your marriage, sister. Thank you again, everyone, for listening to the Life Church podcast. We'd like to remind you to hit subscribe on your listening platforms that you are using right now. And to let you know that next week we will start a new series on the name God. See you then.